Andrea Tessman. Kirk Buckner. You got more Christmas bling on than I got. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Check it out. Check it out. Okay. Look at that. All right. As if people weren't looking at your chest already. <laughs> That's mm. why it's usually down here. Nobody can see it. Ah, I see. I see. Well, what do you want? Turn that off. It's a little distracting. What do you want for Christmas this year? Oh, Kirk, Mm. all I want for Christmas is you. Well, too bad you're a white chick. (laughs) Too bad. Uh huh. Yeah. Mariah Carey has gone to number one kajillion times, and. We never pick her because there's really no point. When because the whole thing of the show is how the hell did it happen? Well, we know why. Mariah Carey is massively talented, gorgeous, and well produced, and she chooses She's good also material. An extremely talented songwriter. She has yes, she written what fifteen out of her eighteen number one hits or something, something like, like that. that. Uh, recent inductee into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. I believe last year that happened. So this is like the ultimate formula. I think every, not every, but many girls have wanted to grow up to be Mariah Carey. And many girls who probably emulated her have become that. I'm sure like it's the Katy Perry's of the world or Mm -hmm. a a lot of that. But this is an interesting song. we, this is our second Christmas one, because at the time, and I was wrong, you corrected me, I incorrectly thought that the Chipmunks were the only, was the only Christmas song to go to number one on the Hot 100. And you said, well, Mariah Carey did it. And I said, ah, she didn't do it, but she did in 2019. So this is actually, in theory, the most recent song we're looking at, or recent number it is. one. I, I believe, I believe it is. Yeah. The irony of it is that this song made number one 25 years after mm-hmm. it was released. Yes. We all know the song. The song is ubiquitous. The song is everywhere at Christmas. It is played mm-hmm. in a billion different movies, the most n- notably being Love Actually. That yep. is played a billion times every year and is one of the Christmas staples that a lot of people watch every year. It's everywhere. It is arguably one of, before it went to a number one, it was one of the top Christmas songs ever. I think it is now. It is now. Um, And you can't, there's not very many modern songs that fit into the traditional Christmas canon. Very few. we, I if think you say wham, to... I'm going to smack you. I want to sing wham. It does, though, that. but just for a totally different reason. Not because it's a good song. Artists figured out a long time ago, or their record companies did, that if you're relatively successful, a great thing to do is put out a Christmas album because you're going to get that revenue every year. It's a, it's a cash cow. I read, and granted, Wikipedia is not the greatest source, but according to Wikipedia, this song has generated 60 million. Yeah. The thing is, 27 years ago now, when this song came out, Christmas albums weren't the thing to do. 
this was kind of the first of the big pop star mm -hmm. decides to put out a Christmas album. And they just kind of were like, hey, yeah, by the way, we're releasing this album. It's Christmas music. It wasn't a big thing that it was Christmas. It was just, they were kind of actually trying to, not trying to hide the fact that it was Christmas. It's obviously Christmas music, but they were trying to just be like, hey, there's a new Mariah Carey album. And by the way, it's Christmas. Mm. It wasn't really massively promoted. There wasn't a lot of, can you think of anything else in the late no. 90s? Did the Nothing did. Yeah. Uh, he found another toy. Yeah, he found a toy that has not been pr present in a long time. We call that, that one Crazy Bird. Allison, if you're watching, thanks for giving that to us. <laughs> Hi, so, Allison. Oh, yes. What I'm going to do right now, I'm just going to pause this and grab that from my dog because this is going to go on nonstop. That interruption was brought to you by Jasper the Friendly Corgi. You can follow him at Jasper underscore the Friendly Corgi. Do it. He's a fun little dog. He's a great little dog, except whenever I'm doing a show, this is not the first time he's done that. Uh, of course, there's a lot more high-end podcasts where I hear a lot of dogs. So I don't really feel that unprofessional. God, I love this medium. It's true. I'm, I think both my dog and cat have um, made cameos, and Jasper certainly has. So, Well, you've always heard Jasper. We've seen Ivan and Opal. Oh, that's right. We have not seen Jasper. We need to see Jasper at some point. Maybe, I'll, yeah, at, at some point. We probably should. Uh, to your question... Yeah, I mean, like, I, I think, I don't know that they're, they all sort of did it, or did they all just do singles? I think there might have been singles, but there wasn't really a push for a, a Christmas mm. album in the 90s. There weren't even that many singles. I mean, there were some in the 80s, but, so, I said wham, I'll bring it up. Um, did Last Christmas have an album? Or was it a single? I'm it's pretty a sure single. it's a one-off, yeah. Yeah. Um, what other what other pop Christmas songs came out in the 80s and 90s? Well, let's uh, take a look here. There, I, I, I got a whole list here. I, got, I, I sort of came semi-prepared. Uh, songs that were famous, or sort of that, that charted in the United States that were Christmas songs. So there's, there's a lot, this list is big. So I'm just gonna like find the ones in the eighties. Off the top of my head, I know Hall and Oates did one. I mean, Boney M put out a whole album that that was, I actually have no idea yeah, what that Boney M was. Counts. I mean, like they, they're, because it was just the, it was just their uh, producer who did all that and say, okay, do this. They probably didn't make shit off of that. Well, it's not like I I learned from this podcast that Bonnie M was just a front band and weren't actually the people singing. So thank you for that, Kirk. You're you know what? You're welcome. That's what I'm here for. Uh, let's see. Michael Bublé. <laughs> so just dash my childhood dreams. Of course, Michael Bublé. Michael Bublé lives in a cave and just comes out at Christmas time to spread cheer. Well, Elvis had a pretty big one, Blue Christmas. Uh, I have a blue Christmas. 
Okay, here's a big one from the 1987. Uh, U2, uh, their cover of Christmas Baby, Please Come Home, released on the 1987 charity album, A Very Special Christmas. Oh, what's the right. on that one? Alrighty. I'm just jamming out to Blue Christmas in my head now. I never heard any. Oh, here we go. Uh, Pointer Sisters covering Santa Claus is Coming to Town. The Eurythmics, Winter Wonderland. Whitney doing Do You Hear What I'm Here? What I Hear? Bruce Springsteen, Merry Christmas Baby. The Pretenders, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I remember hearing all of these. So these uh, are all covers, though. Yeah. This is, okay, so, but... Um, Mariah's like original. What we're talking about is original, and she had oh. other original Christmas songs. I, I got nothing left. That's nothing. just it. There's there isn't. Um, it was just a. It was a creative original album. Mm -hmm. I think there were some covers on it, um, but it's yeah, it's just not a normal thing in the '90s that they did pop songs. They do now. 2000s and you know, late 2000s I think the um the Christmas album trend kind of started and very little good has come of it don't mm -hmm. don't get me wrong I'm, I'm not endorsing this there have been a few fun songs um I'm Canadian so Bare Naked Ladies Green Christmas is pretty damn funny I haven't even heard that well just think of it as in a Canadian context about what a green Christmas would be. See, for me, the ultimate Canadian Christmas song is Bob and Doug McKenzie with their verse. And a beer in, in a, a tree. Yeah, but all the stuff that they're actually saying that to get is far more practical than the actual version. Five golden toques. Four, Four pounds, pounds of back, back bacon, three French toast, toast two turtlenecks, and a beer in a tree. These are practical. What the fuck they is a turtle dove? And they don't really go through the 12 days. They kind of max out at about seven and then, oh, welcome to day 10 and it's a good day. <laughs> yeah, if, if any of our viewers, all like maybe three of you, Go check out Bob and Doug McKenzie's 12 Days of Christmas. If you haven't seen it, heard it, whatever, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, the and one it is, you you're right. It is probably the most Canadian now. Christmas carol ever. It is. I think I kind of hit exactly how this got number one. Though. I think I figured this out in 2019. So, well, well, a few things. I mean, it could actually go number one again. It wouldn't surprise me if that were to happen. One, people... It's still, a, it's a song, even though it's 94, it doesn't, it's not dated. It honestly was not typical for 94. It, the, the composition of it, the style of it. Um, very Phil Spector. Everything about it is, yes, very Phil Spector. Um, it is, it's a kind of timeless, mm -hmm. which makes for a good Christmas song. It musically, is good there's a lot of mariah carey's showmanship and 
but not to the extent of a lot of her songs. She's not really pushing and reaching like well, she does. Okay. Mariah Carey, and then, then she, she doesn't get, she's not really showmanship. When she did, it's like Paulina will watch it, so I'll watch that with her. Uh, very rarely. Or less? No. Uh, she, she did uh, like a, a New, York, a New York City, the Times Square drop. Mm. And mm -hmm. she got roasted because, you know, she's kind of immobile and just a bunch of people dancing around her. She was never a dancer. I never, uh, no, no. When I say showmanship, I'm not talking about her, her performance okay. physically. I'm talking about her voice. She, you can't dance when you are putting the amount of air into the sound that she makes from her vocal cords. She does have a lot of lung capacity though. It's, it, it really is, you can't. Physically, it's just not possible to be jumping around like Britney Spears mm -hmm. and actually singing at the same Are you time. Saying that Britney Spears doesn't have a five octave range. <laughs> free Britney. Oh wait, Britney's oh, free. That's yeah. awesome, Britney. You know what? I I like to talk shit about Britney, but I do actually have a lot of respect for. Sure, I, that's how I feel about Mariah. I mean, I think uh, if. People might tune in this, and if you heard some of the other stuff, you might be expecting me to shit all over Mariah Carey. I'm not. Mariah Carey's not my style of music. It never has been, but I have mad respect for her. You can't not. Uh, is she pretentious in, in her real life? Probably. Uh, is her feud- I think it would be difficult to be that talented and not be somewhat pretentious. I think, you know, where I like her, though, more than JLo, the person she- allegedly has this feud with. JLo pretends that she's a person of the people. Mariah doesn't. I kind of respect that. Mm. Mariah's better than you, and she knows it. JLo's but, better than you, and she doesn't want you to think Jenny that. But she's Jenny from the block. Oh, fuck. Fuck. If that song went number one, shitting all over that. Shit that I, it block. might have gone number one. We it could shit not. all over that one. That no, would be fun. It, it, it didn't. It did, not go, it did not go number one. I'm just real, just like you. Fucked your way to the top. Yeah. I'm still, right. I'm still Jenny from the Black. No, you're not. You've got the rocks. You're not By Jenny. The way, from the I Black. know where it came from. Screw off. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even hate her. I just hate her pretending like she's a woman of the people. Especially when she was doing that whole Super Bowl thing with uh, what's her name, um, Shakira. You know, mm. it's just so great for us Latina people. I can't do it with an accent. I'm not gonna try. For us, yeah, no. look, you know, know how good we, we look. Look where we came from. You slept your way up there. You got some respect for Shakira. She's got some. She well, I didn't say that about Shakira. Advice. I don't know. I don't know if she did. No. Or didn't. I'm saying that about J Lo, who I know did. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to Mariah. Thank you. That's why you're um, here. Otherwise, I would have just went on for this forever. A lot but, of people but, hate on this song. They well, really do. They, you know why? Because they hear it nonstop. I mean, when that's I, exactly it. The song itself is decent. Okay, when you were working at uh, Jasper Park Lodge, uh, you, you, I guess because in the accountant area, you probably didn't hear a bunch of stuff. But I know that I think a lot of the people who were listening to Christmas music nonstop, it just gets to you. And then that one, because it's so popular, it is you know you're going to hear it every day. You don't necessarily know you're going to hear uh, 
Bing Crosby's uh, White Christmas, even though you think you will, but you may not. You're going to hear this every goddamn day because it still doubles as a pop song. So you can sort of do that. It'll cross over to virtually every kind of market you want. You want to have an R&B Christmas? This works. Pop Christmas? This works. Adult Contemporary? This works. This works on almost every level. It's part of the brilliance of the actual song itself and the writing of it. It it wasn't written to be a 90s pop song. It wasn't written to be a classical pop song or a Christmas song. Yeah. It was its own thing that um, just- But it's also- Kind of timeless and it fits into a myriad of genres. You can be- you don't have to be a Catholic Christian. I'm, I'm not anything really, but to really get into this, because it's not sort of the story of Jesus and whatnot. And I'm not, I'm not ragging on anyone's religion. I'm not religious at all. Not that that really matters to this, but because of that, this is saying, hey, it's Christmas, but there's no religious undertone at all. So it's inclusive for everyone, but it's not saying, hey, happy holidays, which some people on the far religious right, I guess you'd be far religious left, I don't know, uh, would, say, would have a problem with. So it's overexposed to a certain point. I used to work retail uh, in one of my first jobs out, out of school. I fucking hated Christmas songs. I hated them. I, I hated all of them, every single one of them. This one especially, but I, I never hated how I never disrespected it, if that makes any sense. So that's a part of it. I get another reason why this also went to the top. Digital, right. digital and streaming. Because mm -hmm. in 2007, Billboard incorporated that. Now, how they do it, I don't quite know, but needless to say, it's gotta be a far larger portion of what it is now. How does this not help it with their new rules? It's colossal. Mm -hmm. you, if that doesn't happen, this doesn't happen. Um, and I cannot for the life of me remember the stats, but I did see something that talked about the, the streaming downloads and purchase digital copies mm -hmm. of this the year that it, in 2019. Um, and they were insane. So yeah, if it if it comes down to streaming, you end up with a song that is pretty universally likable. A lot of people like to hate on it, but it's still not difficult to listen to. Do they um, hate on it though because they hear it so much? They hear it so much or they just hate on Mariah or there's all sorts of reasons. I don't think they legitimately Part dislike the song. Um, but there's a whole lot of people who love this song, um, sing it at the top of their lungs in their car. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're now with Billboard considering downloads of probably the most popular Christmas song almost ever mm -hmm. in a very short time frame, because it's going to happen in December, late November through December, you're going to artificially increase the number of, of downloads of a song or of streaming lessons or whatever. 
It would have to. It would have to. Yeah. And, I, and I, I don't pretend like I know exactly how they do this. I just know that they incorporate it in some capacity. Yep. Uh, but I, I don't think you can compare it to a standard song release that makes number one in November or September. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say summer because summer releases are totally different. Right. And there's a lot of money in that. Uh, Christmas movies. Will Ferrell, who's super successful, will always get a big check for Elf. Yep. Look at the whole entire Hallmark empire that is the same movie re-recorded 27 times a year. Yeah, I want to find these towns where they all seem to live and everything's going just perfect. You know what? I've been told that as a single woman, if I move to a small town, um, get a dog. Um, that's my problem. I didn't open a chocolate factory or a bakery. That's my problem. That's why it didn't work for me. Because okay. I was like, Hallmark lied to me. I was a, a city girl. I moved to a small town in the mountains. I um, got a dog. I tried to befriend the locals. Yet I still didn't find Prince Charming, but... But he must be there right now. He's just under your nose and you didn't realize it this whole no, time. No, I'm, I'm more talking about Jasper than where I am now, but oh. <laughs> um, but I didn't open a poinsettia factory. Ah. That, that's the problem. No, the other problem is though, okay, you moved, you, you're the city girl moved to the town, but I mean, yeah, you're right though. I mean, you be, you're an accountant. <laughs> Hallmark hey. presents the busty accountant. accountants and lawyers on the Hallmark movies. They try to find yeah, people yeah, who as think they're, they're really called sidekicks. Well, lawyers, the accountant's always the sidekick. Come on. Name one time where there's the female accountant as the star of the film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it exists somewhere, but I can't think of one. You're so mean to me, Kirk. I'm not mean to you. Besides, I actually, <laughs> I've, I've seen some of the other guys, some of the people though who worked in your Shush. office. So there was Quiet. none of that. Quiet. None of that. My mother might be watching. So uh, back to Mariah. What else do we have to talk about here? Nothing. I mean, I, I think we pretty much, we, we hit it. We sort of explained how this happened, why this song is despised and why it's loved. I mean, and I'm I think not... the fact that it was the 25th anniversary maybe gave it a little bit more push in the market. I'm, I'm sure it was also pushed there too. And there's no reason not to, if you're, if you're going to love this genre, I don't see how you don't really care for this unless you're just tired of it. And I get that. Mm-hmm. I, 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 to- I totally get that. Um, but it is so polished, it's so good. And it, it it's gonna be timeless. I wonder, and this is where I wish I would someone who's in their 20s here on this to sort of answer that. When I was a kid, you'd hear the same Christmas songs over and over again. I mean, when Burl Ives, Holly Jolly Christmas comes up or other ones, I mean, like, I know it's a Christmas song, but I know it was done decades ago. Does a 20 something or a millennial have that feeling when they hear this? I would think, 
or that visceral reaction, I suppose I should say, because I, I'd, I'd like to think they know who Mariah is. Because it, it just You'd like to think. Well, I'd like to think, but I mean, I'll, I, I said this on my show yesterday. I mean, Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo was named the Entertainer of the Year by Time Magazine. She's 18 and I have to wonder, okay, her, her people said this to her. Okay, Olivia, you you just won the Time Entertainer of the Year. That's great, what's time? <laughs> and, I'm not, and I'm not calling her stupid, I'm just saying, she's 18, why the hell would she need to know what that is? Mm -hmm. she, she probably didn't. And why yeah. should she? Why should she? Yeah. No, that's exactly it. Um, although, I mean, Time is still a pretty prolific magazine. But what, yeah, okay. There's, that's another thing. Like, what to a teenager, what's a magazine? They still exist. I'm not that old. I didn't say, I didn't say that. I'm just saying that I'm, to a teenager. I haven't read a magazine in years. Mm, true. I mean, I haven't. I mean, I used to, I used to subscribe to many, but I haven't. Ha I haven't read one physically. There's no point. It's all online. Mm -hmm. No, know? that's true. It's a it's a dead medium. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd like to think that we sort of put this. Uh, we wrapped it in a nice little Christmas bow. It's a very simple reason no and and you can't go too deeply into mariah carey or any of it because this song just exists as it exists um, and will for another 25 years and 25 yep. years beyond that and we will probably not discuss another mariah carey number one hit no because as you, why she's the a only... talented musician this is just a weird anomaly. The, the only thing, only era I'd ever want to discuss from her is when she broke up with Tommy Mottola and she had that weird phase that every Disney person does, only she did it in her 30s, where she's just, yeah, yeah. I mean, like some of the videos where she's like deciding I'm going to dress as skimpy as possible because now I'm free and I'm liberated. I mean, that's what, her, what, what didn't you have an album called The Emancipation of Mimi? And shit like that so yeah she went full on yeah disney star 18 year old disney star yeah, at she 32 the, or whatever it was did the exact same thing which is weird to say but she did the exact same thing that britney spears and christina aguilera did five years before and 10 years younger yeah yeah but i mean it's 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 the playbook I don't know what Demi Lovato is doing now. What the hell is happening to this crazy? So who's picking next week? Because this was kind of a mutually agreed on one. Yeah, so. I botched last week's recording. So uh, I don't know if I get a do-over. Yeah, a little bit, yes. Oh, by the way, never do this to a guy. <laughs> okay, that will go this way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that makes me feel so much better. Uh, so I've got I've got a really really great one take ready it. to go. Take it away. Yeah, yours. Disco Duck. That was going to be one of mine at some point. So done. <laughs> I I can shit on that forever. Uh, I'd never actually heard of this until recently, um, and I'm just 
I'm in awe. I'm in awe. I will say right now, before we go, I'll say it again next week. This is the worst piece of music ever. Ever. It is horrible. God damn it. All right. Well, with that, I'm going to do some blatant self-promotion. Chris Bourdain and I on, oh, this crap was on national television. Tomorrow we're going to record, uh, listen to this cast. Rowdy Roddy Piper at one point in 1985 hosted the All-Star Saturday cartoon special, which promoted all the cartoons for the fall, for, for the season. Special guests included Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Pee Wee Herman, Patti LaBelle, and New Edition. So we're going to look at that. We're going to record that one tomorrow. Evan Nolan and I, we have our weekly Hall of Fame show. If you're into Halls of Fame, hey, that's the show to watch. What else should I promote? Hey, I wrote a book. Buy my book. Buy his book. Buy, yeah, buy my book. If you're into pro wrestling, Chavo Guerrero, the late Chavo Guerrero Sr., not Chavo Guerrero Jr., I helped him write his autobiography. It's finally out. You can get that on Amazon. Instant classic. Chavo Guerrero, instant classic. Also, Jasper's featured in that book. There's a picture of me and Jasper. It's about the author. It's me and her. Pauline saw that. My wife said, where, where am I? You took the picture. Oh, but there we go. And, <laughs> and with that. I just, this is so great. Oh, Jesus. It, it is. <laughs> I had to get fresh batteries just for this show. Awesome. You, you know, uh, Maybe you can write that off somehow. You're an account. You can figure that out. Yeah. I'm going to come up with, uh, I think next week, Christmas, Christmas movie title starring your love, like featuring your sort of love play. Uh, like, what would it be? Uh, I don't know. If you have a black co-star, Into the Black. You know, Emotionally Unavailable Christmas? I don't know. Uh, uh, the write-off. I don't know what counting jokes. I should. I shouldn't have went there. No, let's let's just uh, let's call just it a night. This. Check yeah. out Kirk's other shows and Merry Christmas. Take care, everyone.